Thank you for taking time to listen to this week's message from Horizon West Church. You can find even more content, including video archives of this and other past messages at horizonwestchurch.com. And if you're in the Horizon West area, be sure to visit us sometime soon. Now enjoy this podcast from Horizon West Church. Good morning. Yeah, it's good to have see everyone here today and welcome to uh, those watching on live, I mean online. We're so glad that you're joining us this morning. I'm um, excited to continue the series that Pastor Chris began last week, uh, One Another. And uh, Pastor, Chris, Pastor Chris just did an incredible job last week, really encouraging and challenging us to, uh, to love one another. And, you know, he was very clear that this is, this is not an easy thing. Loving one another the way Jesus called us to do is really not an easy thing, especially when Jesus said, hey, love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you. You go, man, who does that? Uh, but we do it as, as disciples of Jesus. We are called to do that. So today we're going to continue that series. And today we'll be talking about bearing with one another and forgiving one another, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. So let me pray and then we'll dive into the message today. Holy Spirit, we ask that you will uh, do what you do best. Uh, Prepare our hearts so that it will be ready to receive whatever you have for us this morning as we open the scripture and just receive the good news, the gospel I pray that I will be just a vessel that you will use this morning to reveal what you have through the scripture. I pray that you will silence anything that is not of you. My opinion will get out of the way. That will bring only what is in the word of God so that each and every one of us will be encouraged, edified, and empowered and transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. We thank you that you're here with us, and I pray this in Jesus' name, and all God's people said, amen. So about a year and a half ago, just before the lockdown, I uh, went to Apple to get a new computer, because my computer was old. It was over five years old, so uh, it was slow whenever I want to do things on my computer. It was slow, and then you know how Apple... Uh, when they get a new product, they change the charger too. So you cannot just go and say, hey, I'm buying a new charger with an old five-year uh, computer. So it was just hard to find a charger for my computer. So with all the combination of things, I'm like, you know, it's time. It's time to get a new computer. So I went to Apple and I said, hey, I need a new computer. And the guy said to me, he said, yeah, I will help you. And uh, he said, we'll back up all your documents and your computer. And when you get the new one, we will retrieve the old documents, and your, the documents in your old computer, and put it on your new computer. And uh, I'm like, great, let's do that. I'm not doing it. You do it. So that you'll be responsible if I lost any documents on my computer. So he said, no, no, we'll take care of that. Uh, he talked about iCloud. We have iCloud, and we have all of things and so got a new computer and uh, he retrieved all the information on the old computer and put it on my new computer so I excited like now I would get my work done you know no, nothing would slow down and I was excited came home about two days later tried to download something on, on, on 
on online and uh, got a message on my computer that said that the download couldn't complete because I don't have space. I'm like, this is a new computer. What do you mean I don't have space? I try again and I got the same message that there's no space on the computer. So the download, I couldn't download the document. So I called Apple and I said, hey, I was here two days. I went to you guys two days ago. I got a new computer, but I cannot download anything because apparently I don't have enough space. And the guy said to me, he said, no, you can go on your drive and you can delete all the documents, all the information that you don't need, and that will make you, you, you have more space. I'm like, great. I don't know how to do that. Uh, so how can I do that? Help me. So he said, yeah, we'll help you on, on, on the phone. I said, no, I really want somebody to take the computer, hold the computer and do it. Not me. So they said, hey, come back in. So I went in Apple Store and this guy went through and, you know, it took us a long time, but went through my documents and I have I have videos that were created for the church five years ago and everything was just piling in my computer and slowing down my computer. And we went through all the videos and all the documents that I don't need. They were not useful to me. And he deleted everything. And he looked at me and he said, man, over 60% of the space on your computer, all the documents were actually not useful to you. So I took the computer and I went home and I started, you know, using it. You know, it was, the speed was back and everything was working well. And, uh, and I was excited. But I really believe it's the same thing with life. You know, we have our lives and, and, and everything and God is doing new things in our life. You know, God does new things every day. But sometimes we retrieve the past hurts and disappointments and failures and wounds, we retrieve them and we bring them into the new that God is doing. And that slows us down from experiencing all that God wants to do in us and through us. And I believe that sometimes instead of retrieving those things, we need to release them. We need to let them go. And when we let them go and we delete them, now we discover that, oh my goodness, we have, actually we have space. And we can do more and we can accomplish more. And today I want to talk about forgiveness. Because forgiveness is about releasing, not retrieving. Forgiveness is about refusing to retrieve all the hurts and the wounds and the disappointment of the past, but releasing them and letting go so that you begin to experience all the beauty that God has for you now and in the future. So today we're going to talk about that. We'll look at the word of God. How do we do that? Because as a matter of fact, forgiving is not easy. The same way loving is not easy. Forgiving is not easy. And for some of us, this, this is a topic that probably you don't even want to, to step into. Because for some of us, the, the, the disappointments are, are real and, and, and the hurts are 
recent, they're fresh. So to, to talk about forgiving now is even not something that you want to address because the wounds are just right there. They're fresh, they hurt, and you can feel them. And if, it's that, if you are, if that is you this morning, I would encourage you to just lean in because when we talk about forgiveness, it's not something that we actually have to do on our own. It's something that we need to allow the Holy Spirit to come inside of us and to empower us and to enable us to do this thing. So if you're here this morning, you're going, oh my goodness, that is hard. I'm glad that you can acknowledge that and it's true. But in the mix of all of that, if we just open up and say, God, we need help. He will help you to at least begin the step. Maybe today it's not going 100. Maybe you just need to make that one step forward. And that one step is enough. And then you continue to grow in it. So in our text today, in Colossians chapter 3, Colossians chapter 3, I'll begin reading from verse 12. Paul said this, he wrote to the church in Colossae, to us today, he said, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved. Put on, put on as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has complaints against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. You also, and I love what Paul said here. He didn't say, you also should maybe, <laughs> or you, you also should consider. He said, no. He said, you also must. You also must forgive. And above all these things, he said, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Which binds everything together in perfect harmony. You see, Paul is calling us to, to forgive and to bear with one another. And what, how do we do that? Paul, we use two words that are kind of linked together in this journey. Bearing with one another and forgiving one another. I don't know about you, but when I was in Sunday school, we have this thing that our Sunday school teacher will say, hey, you need to repeat this. And I will say, repeat it three times and sometimes five times. And you go home, repeat it again, repeat it. And the more you repeat it, the more you know it. And when you know, doesn't mean we practice. But when you know, there's more possibility that you can practice it. Right? So today we're going to at least go back to what we used to do in Sunday school, if that is okay with you, and then practice that. So I want us to say this together. Um, Bear with one another and forgive one another. We'll say that three times and we'll see how passionate we are in saying this. All right? So, one, two, go. Bear with one another and forgive one another. Again, bear with one another and forgive one another. All right, now, 
Let's say it like we're excited about it and we want to go right now and start doing it, okay? So one, two, three, go. Bear with one another and forgive one another. Yes. We're done. Have a wonderful day. <laughs> How do we do that? You see, bearing with one another. Bearing is our response to present and ongoing offenses. Right? So if, if, if somebody, something happened to you right now, somebody offends you right now, how do you respond to that? That is what Paul is asking us to do. He said we are to bear with one another. Is, is when something happened right now, how do you respond to it? Right? A few days ago, I was driving on Colonial and I uh, came to a stoplight. Somebody was behind me. And it was red light that stopped. <laughs> and I was waiting. As soon as the green light came up, it was like in the blink of an eye, the guy behind me went, boom. And I'm like, oh my goodness, the light just turned green. How do you respond in that moment? Now, I don't really want to tell you how I responded. <laughs> but it was not godly. What went on in my head was not really godly. You know, but, but, but how am I supposed to respond at that particular moment? Paul is saying that we are to bear with one another. Probably the proper way of responding at that moment was to go, you know what? I really don't have a clue what this guy is going through. I don't know why he's on a rush. Maybe it's a health issue. Maybe a phone call that he didn't expect. And a proper response probably would be, God, I have no idea what this man is going through, but I just ask that your spirit would be with him. You'll give him peace. You'll give him comfort. That was not what I did. <laughs> you know? So, so how do you respond to present and ongoing offenses? Paul said, where to bear? And this word literally means to hold back. To hold back revenge. To hold back blame. To hold back judgment. Which is, is hard to do, right? Because who would rather extend judgment or revenge? He said, bear with one another. And then forgiving, forgiving our response to past offenses. How do you deal with the past, the wounds, the hurts, the disappointment? How do you deal with that? And the, the root word for forgiving here is the same word for grace. And we all know the common definition of grace, right? the unmerited favor of God, freely given to us. That we, we freely extend that unconditional gift. 
how do we do this? Many of you heard this story. It's my story, and you heard it over and over again. Um, but it's my story, and uh, if you're here going, I'm tired of it. I just want to remind you, it's my story, and I get to say it whenever I want. <laughs> and uh, and I'm, I'm, you know, I want to say it again today. And if today's your first time here, I'm glad you're here. You get to hear my story for the first time, but I guarantee you're going to hear it again, and you get to a point where you go, William, come on now. But many of you know um, my story of growing up in an environment that um, was this, there was this ongoing conflict and, and crisis, either religious or ethnic, and, and, and so much going on. That was the kind of environment I grew up in. And I, I remember um, there was this religious and ethnic crisis. The first one in our house was, was burned, and, um, and the guy, one of the guys that went to burn our house, he was actually a friend to my elder brother. And after everything, we came back into the city, and, and he would go to, you know, my brother, he would go to school. He was very vocal about it. He would say, I was part of the people that actually set your house on fire. And, and it was like, he was proud of it, right? And, and he would say that all the time. Now, fast forward many years later, two years ago, I went to Nigeria, and um, I couldn't drive to my city where I was born and raised uh, because it's not safe, but I drove to a town that was very close to the city because I wanted to see familiar faces. So I got there, and uh, somebody told my friends, you know, back home where I grew up, told them that William is in Jalingo, which is a very close city. And they called me, they said, hey, we heard that you're very close here. Can we come and see you? So I said, sure, yeah, let's, let's, let's meet. So I thought it was two of them coming. The next day, three guys showed up. And one of the guys that I didn't know he was coming actually was a younger brother to the guy that was very vocal about setting our house on fire. So they came to visit and they were talking to me and all the while when they were talking, I'm thinking to myself, why do you bring this guy here? I have no idea. Why would you do that? So we talk and we kind of catch up and after they were about to leave and they ask, uh, they said, okay, we're going, we're leaving and I, I, the Holy Spirit ministered to me and said, you know, be generous. They drove a long distance to see you, at least help them with gas, money to, to, to buy gas. And immediately, I said to myself, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. So I walked out of the house, got to their car, and before they get into their car, I heard the same voice in my spirit, be generous, give them a help. And I struggle with that, and I'm not proud of it. And I took a little bit of money, and I gave it to the guys, and, and everything in me wanted to say is for two of you, not him. <laughs> you know? But I just kind of resisted that, and I'm not proud of it. But then I realized at that moment that I was practicing the opposite of what Paul is calling us to do here. 
I was extending revenge and judgment and holding back grace. You see, Paul said, hold back judgment and revenge and extend grace, which is not easy. So how do we do that? I want to share with you three things today about forgiveness, quickly. Three things. Number one, forgiveness begins with knowing who you are. You see, if we struggle with identity, we struggle with forgiving. So Paul, before Paul would talk to us about forgiving one another, he would first remind us of our identity. He would say, look, this is who you are, and because this is who you are, this is what you do. So he's saying the who before the do. Because you cannot do without actually being who you're created to be. So he begins by saying, let, 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 me, let me remind you of your own identity. And, and in doing that, he said this in verse 12. In doing that, he said this in verse 12. He said, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved. Paul is saying that you are chosen, you are holy, in other words, you are set apart by God for God. You are set apart, but also you are beloved, you are God's target of reckless love. He said, this is who you are. He begins by reminding them of their identity, you see. In our house, I have two little kids. One is six, the other one is three. And they, they, sometimes they'll be outside jumping on the trampoline, laughing, and then next time, the next few minutes, you hear them screaming and yelling at each other. Right? And then well, they, they're upstairs in their room and, you know, playing and building pretend house. They built one yesterday upstairs, and they called me and they said, Daddy, come, we build a house. And I'm like, I wish that is true so that you can move in and uh, give me a break with my, with my wife. At least we need to enjoy life a little bit. But, you know, so they say, hey, we have a house. And then the next few minutes, they're yelling and screaming at each other, don't touch it, don't, you know. And, and moments like that. You know, I will either go to them or my wife will go to them. And what we'll typically do is we'll get to their level, right? We'll say, hey, um, look at me here. Look, look. You see, in the Kashumas, now, Kashuma is our last name. It's not Greek or Hebrew, right? It's, it's, uh, it's a, in the Kashumas, we don't, we, don't, we don't yell at each other. You know, you, you can be frustrated. But in the Kashimas, so what we're, what we're doing is we're reminding them of who they are. They are part of this family, and this family have values and principles. So we don't say don't. We said this is who you are, and because you are this, 
This is what is expected of you. The who informs the do. Right? And, and Paul is saying to us here, he said, you are children of God. You are of a new kingdom, and this new kingdom have values and principles, and we operate out of those values and principles. But before you go to the do, we have to know that we are of a new kingdom. We are children of God. So he began by saying, this is who you are. Forgiveness begins with knowing who you are. The second thing with forgiveness. Forgiveness requires certain attributes. Forgiveness requires certain attributes. Verse 12, Paul said, Put on then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Actually, in Philippians and Ephesians 4, Paul would talk about the old self and the new self. And he would say, take off the old self with its own practices and put on the new, and he mentioned compassion, kindness, and, and humility. Paul is saying here that, look, th- th- this is a garment that we need to put on. We need to take off the, the old. Uh, as now that we're new, we cannot retrieve all the past into the new because when we do that, begins to slow us down like my old computer <laughs> and the information slow us down from experiencing all that God have for us you see today right after church I'll be traveling and, uh, and usually when I travel I'll be gone for about 12 days or so but you, you expect me to have like a size a good size suitcase when you're going for for that long but I have a small suitcase, and I have just two pair of jeans and few T-shirts in. I'm going to Nigeria, and I was talking to my wife about this yesterday. Why? Because when I go to Nigeria, I have my brother. His, my brother made clothes, so we. I have he made clothes for me, a, a Nigerian outfit, and I wash them, and I leave them in Nigeria when I'm back here. So when I go back, I don't have to take a lot of clothes. So when I go back, I put away my jeans and my T-shirts, and I wear my Nigerian attire. And I have my, you know, so when I walk out of my room, everybody goes, yes, he's one of us. He's one of us. People identify with me, and I identify with them immediately. Paul is saying, as God's children of new kingdom, you got to change your wardrobe. When you put on compassion, kindness, humility, people see and they go, yes, they are of a different kingdom. And out of that, forgiveness becomes what we practice, becomes a habit. So Paul said, take off the old and put on the new. Number three, 
Forgiveness is motivated by love. Forgiveness is motivated by love. Verse 14 says, And above all this, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. You see, in Matthew 5, Jesus said this, which Pastor Chris mentioned last week. Jesus said, look, we are to love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us. You're going, how? How? How do you do that? And last week, you know, Pastor Chris told us, he said, look, love begins at mile zero. This is easy. And then you go to mile three and you go, man, this is not really easy. And then you get to mile six and you're back. No, I need to give up. But if you just push and get to the top of the mountain, mile seven, and you look down and you go, man, this is so beautiful. And it's the same with forgiveness. Forgiveness is not easy. But the same way we're called to love. We are called to forgive because forgiveness is actually the final form of love. To be loving is to be forgiving. And to be forgiving is to be loving. And forgiveness here that Paul is calling us into is not just a horizontal action. It's also a vertical example. Because that is exactly what God did for us. The Bible said, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son. Why? So that our sins and will, will be removed away. Jesus' death and resurrection on the cross paid the price for our sins. What? separated us from God, now we have reconciliation. The Bible said that God removed our transgressions as far from us. You see, God didn't just call us to forgive. He forgave us. And that forgiveness cost him his son and cost us nothing. Was freely given to us. Verse 13. So bearing with one another. If one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you. All of us seated here, we are recipients of God's grace. So Paul said, just as you receive forgiveness from the Lord, you also must graciously and freely give. You see, growing up, um, I lived in a, in, a, in a small town called Ibi, and there was like a big market that everybody 
will go to and the market was on the other side of the river um, can we have the picture here so you have to cross this river to get to the other side if you want to buy you want to sell you want to feed your family you know it was just part of you have to this was the only way <laughs> this was just the way to get to the other side and you know when it's rainy season you know the river will overflow and the current is high and people literally lost their lives crossing because you have to get into that small boat and cross to the other side can I see the next picture and this is how we cross cars to the other side now, so there was there was fear anxiety people not knowing what will happen when mom leaves or when dad leaves and when the child leaves home to go to the market and cross over and all of that the one day the government came and said we're going to build a bridge and everybody was like yeah waited waited nothing happened a few years later the government said we're going to build a bridge everybody was like, yeah we waited we waited and nothing happened and then they came back again they said we're going to build a bridge but at this time something actually happened the next picture and that was a bridge and i remember when the bridge was built people rallied there was dancing and celebration nights for weeks people were celebrating and rejoicing but it wasn't really about the bridge itself right people were celebrating the endless possibilities that the bridge now offered the accessibility that now lives will be actually saved now mom or dad won't be worried about when 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 somebody goes to the market worrying what will happen when they have to cross the river now they have access so it's a peace of mind people are celebrating that and i and i believe it's the same thing with forgiveness forgiveness builds bridges for endless possibilities possibility for healing possibilities for reconciliation possibilities for peace maybe marriages that are falling apart forgiveness can offer healing and reconciliation wounds can be healed from that it's a way of call to do this sometimes it's not easy it's not easy but if we allow ourselves and we ask the Holy Spirit to help us and we take one step at a time sometimes we have to take the step and maybe rest and say God this is this is I'm, I'm here right now I need help and then you take the next step and eventually before you know it becomes a habit that brings healing let's pray
maybe you're here this morning and this this topic is just it's heavy for you maybe the wounds are fresh and the hurts and the disappointment are just fresh and the idea of forgiving and releasing is just it's not something that you're just going god i cannot i cannot So I just want to invite you this morning to just lean in. Say, Holy Spirit, I need help. I need help. If there are disappointments of the past, they are going, God, I don't want to retrieve this into the future that you have for me. Will you help me release that? So one thing I love with our God is that he never called us to do things on our own. He's always there to walk with us. He promised never to leave us or forsake us. He is on this journey with us. And if we can just open up and allow him, maybe you're here this morning or you're watching online, Maybe you don't have a relationship with Jesus yet. I want to let you know that the greatest forgiveness that was given to humanity is when God gave his son to die on the cross for the sins of the world. And that forgiveness was freely given to anyone who is willing to open up and receive it. And today, if you want to say yes to Jesus you see, what he has done on the cross for you, you begin to walk into that reality today. And I just want to invite you, if, if that is you, open up and let God finish his work in you today. And any of our pastors here and our leaders will be willing to meet with you and, and, and pray with you and talk with you. But that would be exciting to see you make that step forward. Father, we thank you. You're calling us to be people that forgive. And we ask the Holy Spirit, you will help us. Help us do this. We know that this is not something that we can pull off on our own. But as we continue to do it one step after another, eventually that will become a habit. But a habit begins with slow steps. And I pray that many of us will be willing to take those small steps. And I thank you that you will do this in us and through us. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Horizon West Church Podcast. If you were inspired or encouraged by something you heard today, share it with a friend. For more information like our service time, location, and other info, be sure to visit us online at horizonwestchurch.com. Have a great week.